0: into the conversation listen
1: to this Wednesday the 4th of May, welcome to Afternoon Sport, Tim Gilbert here, I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee and Shane, now look, you're one of the best cooks I know, it's Mother's Day on Sunday, are you putting on your special Mother's Day
0: apron and cooking up a feast? <laughs> you mean the one with no undies from the behind? No. Uh... <laughs> Goodness gracious me, <laughs> holy smoke. No, I won't be doing that mate, but I will be cooking, I think we'll do a, um, I think I might do some, I might do a pork roast or something, something nice, it's a, bit, it's a bit of a chill in the air now mate, so something nice, a nice hot, Awesome, uh, dinner with, with a nice glass of red, I think, will go down well for Mother's Day.
1: Oh, sounds beautiful. Cry back some and send it over, will you? <laughs> yeah. um, Nick Curios is back in the headlines today, as is this speedster, Umrah Mullock, bowling at the Raider Knots. And uh, look, there's so much happening in the AFL.
0: John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves your back. Jay, Nick Kyrgios, uh, ironically, we haven't said his name for a couple of weeks. (laughs) We haven't, uh, but Naomi Osaka has come out and said she's going to be playing mixed doubles uh, at Wimbledon. Um, but hasn't announced who her doubles partner will be. And she said, if you really think about it, you're probably able to work it out yourself. But uh, mm. all fingers are pointing to Nick Curious to play mixed doubles with her. They have spent some time um, off the court doing a bit of, sort of training together um, yeah. and people were tipping that those two will uh, team up together. Nick hasn't um, agreed to play with his other uh, Best mate, Cockenarcus um, in the in the men's doubles, yes. So uh, a little bit mysterious what Nick is up to. Yeah, it always is, isn't it? Half yep. the
1: time. Now, um of course, Nick Curios is from Canberra, and and Chris Cannes, a New Zealand great cricketer, uh, resides in Canberra these days. And of course, we we saw him fall ill and really quite critically ill, and he's on the he's on the comeback trail from that. But he's also come out and open
0: up about that horrendous match-fixing drama that he went through. Yeah, he was accused uh, in around 2010 uh, of match-fixing and uh, two of his uh, teammates, Brendan McCullum and Lou Vincent, both came out and testified against him. He was never found guilty, but it obviously put him through a really, really tough time. Since then, he has suffered a major heart attack uh, and during the operation... Um, for the heart attack, uh, suffered a stroke, was paralysed from his waist down. And then in February, the poor guy's now been diagnosed with bowel cancer. So he's just had issue after issues. Um, and he's basically said that all that hate and anger that he had built up from those accusations for match-fixing are now gone, and he's sort of not sweating the smalls anymore. And it's a really, really good outlook on life, I suppose. And I think when you put everything into into context, um, those issues and, and the sort of Anger he was hanging on to doesn't really matter anymore when you when you when you're fighting for your life, I suppose. Yeah, there's so many rules,
1: so much restrictions placed in and around uh, the game um, because it was a there was a red light period there for a while, wasn't there? Did you ever get a phone call or, or someone trying to nudge you in a direction and say, "Oh mate, we might flip you this if you can bowl the fourth ball as a no
0: ball"? Did did you did you ever? get approached by anyone no which is quite a quite I find it quite offensive <laughs> that I did. but, <laughs> How dare uh, they didn't yeah no um, no I, well i suppose i was i was in the round australian team for a long time but i was never really uh, i suppose really cemented my spot for any length of period so but i was never personally approached no
1: um yeah, I didn't think you were, but I just thought it'd be a nice little no. sort of newsy angle that I'd check this <laughs> on. Shane Lee never approached by bookmaker John. Um, what about Umran Malik, Um, this new fast bowling sensation for India? And uh, look, it doesn't happen a lot that we see um, Indian super pace, do we? Uh, look, Boomer, obviously, in, in recent years,
0: but uh, they've been few and far between. Mm-hmm big time, And the Indian uh, public are going crazy for, for Umar Malik. And he's a genuine fast bowler, Tim. He's bowling upwards of 150, 154K. He was clocked at the other day when he took mm. five for 25. Uh, this guy will be worth an absolute fortune in the Indian market. If you can bowl anywhere upwards of close to 150, uh, particularly on flat subcontinent wickets, you are worth an absolute bomb. And uh, this guy can actually bowl as well. So uh, it's looking really, really good for India. India going from strength strength, and uh, mm. um, now they're producing fast bowlers. It's going to be, it's going to be a real, real tough tour for, for many teams over there.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Now, what about this bloke on the Harbour Bridge? When you go – or not the, the Harbour Bridge, the Opera House. When we go to the Opera House, you sort of go and see uh, look, a, a lovely performance by someone in one of the theatre halls. Well, this bloke decided to do a backflip on top of the Opera House. What well, was he thinking? Is a sportsman.
0: Yeah, it's, it's this sport – parkour and uh where you basically go and jump over fences and you know look mm. get you get your way from uh, pl- uh point a to point b in, d- in different ways by you know doing somersaults over bridges and that sort of stuff i generally just catch an uber tim but uh, this, yes. guy, this guy this guy's on top of the harbour bridge doing a backflip and he's done it on the pyramids in in egypt and that uh, and um it's obviously good promotion he works with red bull so red bull are always around extreme sports and uh I'm not quite sure what he achieved by doing that, but anyway, he's done the backflip on the Sydney Opera House.
1: Imagine if you and I tried that the, the <laughs> afternoon sport team.
0: We'd go through the After, roof.
1: Afternoon sport hosts Tim Gilbert and Shane Lee have been taken to emergency today. <laughs> we got a, we got a lot of sport to come, including the tennis, the boxing, the F one and much more. Afternoon. Essendon, Essendon, Essendon—you know the song goes, "Watch the bombers fly up." Well, that's not happening at all, and they just seem to be hit every week with something different. And, um, now, now the news about Andy McGrath.
0: Yeah, well, well, Coach Ben Rutten is is under serious pressure now. Uh, Essendon mm. currently 16th. They're one from six, and uh, star midfielder Andy McGrath, um, who comes off contract at the end of 2022, is now postponed all contract negotiations, I think he wants to see what where the club is going. And, and I don't think he'll necessarily sign uh, with the club if they continue in this direction. Yeah. We've talked a lot about uh, coaches in the NRL and, and in particular uh, Trent Barrett may be getting punted. I think Ben Rutten is under serious pressure there at Essendon.
1: Yeah, well, Trent Barrett probably got a reprieve, didn't he, last week when the Bulldogs yeah. beat the Roosters, but uh, yeah, there are quite a few coaches. You'd have to think a, a bit of a focus is on Newcastle at the moment in the rugby league as well. Now, Carlton,
0: um, what's the latest with Carlton? Well, the, the young star, uh, Lewis Young, was up on a, a, a bump charge. Mm. Um, now, it's been a really, really some, a blurry sort of uh, rules and regulations. It was a
1: dance in the 70s, wasn't it, the bump?
0: Yeah, it was, mate. Lady but, bump. but this was on uh, on North, uh, North Melbourne star, um, Cam Zahar. Um, mm. But he was cleared of all, so he'll play this week. Lewis Young for Carlton. But it basically comes down to the bumps only now going to be considered dangerous if it's if the player has his head over the ball and down, and you can bump and potentially um, uh, issue uh, spinal. Um, Complications, or you, or you break their neck, basically. So uh, he's been clear to that, but it's a very, very uh, unclear rule, and a lot of people are confused with what you're allowed to do now, bumping uh, players off the ball.
1: Um, Adam Goods uh, didn't um, didn't go to the reunion uh, recently. Uh, obviously, Adam Goods, if we look at his career, fantastic, remarkable, wonderful, all the words you want to use, but. He was placed under an inordinate amount of pressure, wasn't he, because of what happened with crowds and and other things towards the end of his career? Yeah, look,
0: I think on this, if you look at Adam's goods and look, the 10 year reunion, he'd say he's not going to be part of it. Um, Mm. This weekend, they're going to go around uh, uh, at, at the SCG. Um, he's still angry for being booed towards the end of his career. Well, I think he should take a leaf out of Chris Cairns' book and, and look at what Chris Cairns is going through now and put that into context. A lot more yeah. people, and I'm one of these, cheered Adam Goods than booed him. Mm. And I think he needs to move on. He's holding anger towards this. I know like, he won't show up, but I think he needs to, he needs to move on with his life. He's got his health. He's fit and healthy. He's a legend. He's a two-time Brownlow medal. He needs to put this behind him and get on with it because his teammates would love to see him there too.
1: One of the big stories in the rugby league involves uh, a commentary box on on the weekend. And look, this is a a very personal story for me because uh, Anthony Maroon, the broadcaster that decided Mm. to leave the broadcast, is one of my closest friends. He was part of my bridal party. So look, I I won't get involved in the detail and the individuals, but... um, uh, You tell me what you think is, has gone on here, and I'll give a little bit of an observation.
0: Okay. Well, Anthony a- a- Maroon was on air. He's copying shit from this James Hooper guy about, you know, just ongoing jokes so about- There was others. There it was yeah. James
1: Hooper. There was Paul Kent, Gordon yeah. Callis. Yeah. And
0: just having a going about, you know, saying he gets paid cash, and, and they're basically alluding to tax evasion. and my reading on it, Anthony Maroon just got the shits with him and said, stop saying that, guys, and they kept going and sort of winding him up. And Triple M bosses have done nothing about it. And from my understanding, Anthony Maroon left the commentary box and hasn't, no one's heard from him since. And uh, I think this is appalling behaviour from the guys in the commentary box, and I really do feel for Anthony Maroon. I don't know what your take on it, Tim, is. Well,
1: the, the point I want to make uh, is, look, and forget the individuals. I'll take the individuals out of it because yep. it's very difficult to talk when, when you're close to someone. But – if you, you, in a few months' time, you and I have been doing this podcast for two yep. years and on, on occasions we've both agreed, okay, let's not talk about this, I don't want to talk about mm. this and yep. we respect each other and we come harmoniously to the table every day and do the show. So if someone in a collegiate media broadcast says hundreds of times to individuals both on air and off, I don't want to talk about this particular subject, please don't bring it up, yep. um, you need to respect that. And 100%. I think that if for anything to work properly, that has to, that has to work. Otherwise, the whole thing breaks down. Uh, yeah, that's my view. Now, the NBL, the Jack Jumpers plane, what about this? Forced to turn around and head back to Melbourne.
0: <laughs> the, the funny part of this story, Tim, that I found that a number of the players who clearly uh, get onto the plane and just go to sleep, were none the wiser. They woke up, got off the plane, and they go, this doesn't look like the Tasmanian Airport. They were back in Melbourne. They had no idea what had actually mm. gone on. But it was a Qantas plane. There was some technical or uh, issues with the plane that turned around. But uh, all the players are safe. So that, that's that's good to hear. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Now, Gary
1: Player, the man in black,
0: amazing golfer mm. out of
1: South Africa, of course, uh, multiple uh, major winner. Uh, but his son has copped a lifetime Masters ban for um what he saw as a a bit of a marketing stunt
0: well it was and he basically i think he held up a sign and um look in and around the the masters they don't like anyone trying to do sort of any ambush marketing and he did this um he said he got a number of calls straight away saying he's a marketing genius well the masters said you're not mate and you uh, have a lifetime ban and you'll never go to the masters again so it's a big big fine that one
1: Oh, absolutely. I've been to the Masters, and, and when you get there, you've got to basically hand over your phone. It's yep. like a walk back into the ages. There's no, there's no TVs or monitors around the golf course, and that adds to the magic of the Masters. Yeah, so a remarkable sporting event, that. Now, talk about inspiration. Jackie Hunt uh, this cancer survivor who ran 104 marathons in 104 days, but that's just a little part of the story, Shana.
0: Well, yeah, 104 marathons in 104 days, that's 42 kilometres a day, averaging Mm. five hours running a day. So this has to be a Guinness... World record, doesn't it? Oh, it would have to be close. It's certainly it's certainly an extraordinary act. Yeah, amazing, and um, just to do that. And she runs with uh, a sort of a hook on her foot. She lost a foot. Um, well, that's that's the that's the thing. She's only got one leg. Yeah, she does, mate. And um, and to do that to back up every day, like just look, I, I've never run a marathon personally myself uh, to run that's that. Surprise you, I have No, either. but uh, to do it do it 104 times in a row is an amazing mm. effort.
1: Yeah, yeah, particularly um, in that physical state. So what an, yep. what an extraordinary performance. All right, mate, uh, we mentioned a little bit of fast bowling, this uh, Indian sensation at the start. So mm. what, a, what a way to finish. Um, we wind the clock back to a, a young man who'd had back injury after back injury. He was a precocious, prodigious talent as a teenager, a young teenager. Brett Lee then burst onto the scene in Perth. Bowling
0: thunderbolts and well, the rest is history. Well, yeah, it was 1999, and we we're playing Western Australians. Uh, mm. Brad Haddon was the wicketkeeper then. I was fielding at first slip. Mark wore at second slip. Brett took the new ball downhill. Mm. Steve Orr was captain, uh, and this is leading before the first or before the test in Melbourne. Uh, Brad Haddon and I both stood behind the 30 metre circle that was sort of painted there, and Mark Waugh said to both of us, "What are you standing back that far? And we said, well, Brett's actually been bowing really, really quick. And he said, mate, no one's that quick. Anyway, Mark Waugh made us stand closer for the first ball, and as the first ball thumped into Brad Haddon's hands, we all took about another four steps back. It was the fastest spell I still have ever witnessed, um, he knocked Justin Langer stumps out. He bowled Mike Hussey. He broke Joe Angel's arm. It was the ugliest spell. And I can't remember who the West Australian coach was at the time, but he mm. said he was physically and um, scared for his players uh, to walk out to bat. And I remember Steve Ward just walking past me from gully as we um, changed ends, and he said, "Your brother will be playing next test." And sure enough, he was. Yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> I could see why you were slightly scared in the backyard. No clap.
1: That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors.
0: Our fantastic sponsor, O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves you back. And our wonderful producer, speaking of love,
1: Mr. Dan McHugh. We're back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport.
0: We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Building.